together we can create our new digital leader. Connection, engagement, confidence. Do we feel we are in a psychologically safe place? Language shouldn't be able to stop you from career progression. We are changing the, the future landscape of business, of leadership. Hello, and welcome to the Changemaker Conversations, brought to you by HealthTF Corporate Education. My name is Dr. Milena Kupez, and in this series, we aim to bring you insights and stories from leaders and leadership developers who create change and inspire others to do the same. Today, I have the pleasure to speak with changemaker Sama Sali. Sama is head of learning and development at the well-known British high street brand River Island. Her passion is all about enabling people to be their best by creating an environment for people to grow and find new opportunities. She has a wealth of expertise from working with major global organizations such as Nestle and Bulgari. But without further ado, Sama, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Milena. I'm very honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's start with you. What is your background? What is your philosophy? Tell us more. Yeah, absolutely. So I have just over 17 years of experience in the learning and development space, especially around the leadership and the thought leadership um, area. So this is something that's very passionate to me. Uh, I've, I've had the privilege of working in so many different organizations uh, and I've learned so much across the journey in my career. And uh, really my, my philosophy for better word is always about educating and supporting people and individuals to be their best in whatever they want to do. And it's the reason why I do what I do is to see those individuals succeed and really become great. Sounds like an exciting pursuit indeed. As you know, you're on the Changemaker podcast, so that's what we're all about. And uh, what I would like to hear more about though is a River Island. I want to learn more about the context in which you work in at the moment. Absolutely. So I work for River Island. It's a very well-known, established high street uh, fashion brand. And it's been at the top of its game for over 70 years. It's a brilliant um, family-owned business that has always led the trends in the fashion space for both, uh, or rather a collection of kids wear, men's wear, women's wear. And they've always kept an eye on the competition, but has always held their own. My role in the island, or on the island as we refer, is to really look after the whole learning and development offerings and specifically looking that more in the leadership capability space, from our C-suite to our senior leaders, to first-time managers, even all the way down to aspiring managers. And it's really all about looking at the business, looking at career pathway opportunities, because we are a fantastic, diverse business with so much opportunities, um, looking at development plans, upskilling, functional skills, cross-skilling, and really just empowering and enabling not just leaders, but individuals um, to really drive their career. And the space that I love to always work in, which is a privilege here and a, and a pleasure at River Island, is working with leaders across the level and really allowing them and enabling them to lead their teams in a very highly competitive market, but make it easy for them to be great 
in an authentic way. Uh, so yeah, that's the space I work in. That does sound indeed like a wonderful space to work in. I love the idea of empowering people of all sorts, of all levels. And in fact, I think that's what I would like to talk to you more about today. I know you are a real change maker and that you're passionate about helping create change makers, but I'm especially interested in how you approach change, namely your ideas about how to learn in the flow of work, in particular, how this applies to Gen Z. I would love to learn more about this. How does Gen Z learn in the flow of work and how can we support them in a traditional learning setup? Tell me more. Tell me more about Gen Z. What drives them? Yes, absolutely. And I'm sure as well you see this, Milena, with your with your research, your audience, and there's lots and lots of insights and research into this. And without labeling anybody or categorizing people, Generation Z for me is an absolute uh, beauty to really work with and look into and I think sometimes we we could perceive it as it's a um, disruptive type of audience especially in the workplace but for me it's brilliant because they're extremely courageous and they're brave they're non-hierarchical they don't always just follow the easiest or simplest route and actually, if we talk about change makers, actually Generation Z are probably the leaders of, of change. And they have such positive um, results and outcomes, not just at work, but with people and on a more larger scale on the planet. Uh, they're extremely ambitious. They want to do right. They have passion for care, for community, and for cause, not just from a social perspective, but certainly at work. So we can actually learn a lot for that, uh, from them and we can see this as a massive opportunity rather than see it as a disruptive and potential threat in the workplace. And speaking of some of the challenges, actually, um, our, our work setup isn't really um, essentially set up to be disruptive as much or, or work with the change. From a commercial aspect, we can do all of that. We can put processes in place. We can put policies in place. But actually, the, the glue that sticks this all together is the mindset. So we can implement all the type of learning initiatives you could ever think of. But when it comes to supporting them and what drives them and how do we do it in a traditional business setup, it starts with our mindset first. It starts off with our leaders first. It starts off with how do we create an environment where it's an aspiration? How do we allow people to uh, actually understand that this generation comes with it, some fantastic creative ideas to allow us to shape the future, make it easier, but make it better. And what I love about this generation is uh, the, the mentality that it's not always about working harder, it's about working smarter. And yes, effort has to come in, of course. I don't think that they're under any illusion of this. But how do we really foster that? How do we encourage that mindset? And how do we support our leaders, especially our senior leaders, to look at this as an opportunity and not as a threat, potentially? That does sound extremely interesting, Sama. And I'm curious to know how you are approaching this challenge within River Island. What is the current landscape that is presenting itself and what are your ideas around this? Absolutely. At River Island, they've got such an amazing culture 
And it's no surprise as a retail business, we have large portion of our population, our employees, um, our workforce essentially, that do fall into the category of Generation Z. And then we have our middle managers that are in the millennial category in terms of the generation. So they're a blend of both. Um, and then you have your Generation X, potentially baby boomers and more on the senior, because actually experience does matter the more senior you get in your career. So that's absolutely appreciated. And actually what we are doing is really reshaping, rethinking and refreshing. So it's about revamping and a little bit of a restart in our learning space on the island. Our teams are fantastic at what they do and they have brilliant willingness to want to do better. They want to learn. And with that, they want more experience. So how do we create more blended offerings that actually work at their pace and their time, but essentially allow them to learn whilst they are actually doing the task or the job? And ultimately, um, I have a big task and uh, it's really nice to actually see the willingness and openness to this. And that's really coming back to the concept of coaching. I coach a lot of our leaders from, from all levels and I have the honor as well to coach our uh, our employees who are from this generation to also see a, a perspective slightly different so that we can win, we can come to a win-win outcome. We know that not everybody has the same experience and generally from a leadership lens, we tend to lead others more from our own experience. We tend to lead more from our preferences and so therefore, if we had a particular upbringing or we had a very traditional way of working, naturally, that's going to come out in the way that we manage and lead others. But what we don't do enough is probably ask questions such as, what is it that motivates you to be your best? What are your expectations from me as your leader? And, and I love that phrase because it was a talk that I listened to from Simon Sinek uh, quite a, a few years back, and he talked about this. We don't really share enough about expectations. We go in a lot with assumptions. And so our younger workers are coming into the workplace. It's not avoidable. It's the majority of our workforce base. And actually, they're going to have different expectations to potentially how I might have started um, 17 plus years ago in my career. The economic aspect was very different. Options accessibility was very different in the landscape. And so this generation is really all about uh, acceptance and inclusivity in such a beautiful way that probably not every other generation appreciates. And so they want options. We want flexibility. They want pace to a degree. They don't like to stay still for too long. But what's essential is how we support them in a well-being space as well. And that work is part of their life, but it's not the sole reason why they exist. And so how do we find that balance? How do we become comfortable with the uncomfortable and, and allow our islanders, our employees to see the benefit and the value that they add, even by doing one task in everything that they do? So River Island is fantastic from that aspect. We've got some great communities we, we always um, provide on the island. Uh, social learning is probably not talked about enough, but it's something that is absolutely encouraged at River Island. There's a lot of collaboration across departments and we can continue to do more of that to allow them to learn in the flow of work. 
that's fantastic insight i love the question at the center of this how do we make the uncomfortable comfortable so the question that kept coming to my mind as you were speaking about learning in the flow of work is really how can leaders support this how can they support this generation better in their learning and development journey to achieve exactly what you're talking about, this sense of inclusion and collaboration from which we can all learn from and uh, thrive within the opportunity? Brilliant question, absolutely. And uh, and uh, actually what we can also look at it from, they bring about ability and flexibility and equally agility to work with the pace of change that every business is going through right now. Uh, I, I believe I heard it from somewhere or I, I read it. I came across this quote, so forgive me for, for uh, not quoting the source, but it was said that we are currently working at a pace of change that is 10 times faster than we can keep up. And so there's a lot of pressure and with that comes complexities. And when we're under stress and pressure and just wanting to do right or do the, the right thing, we just put our heads down and we just want to use the phrase of let's just get on with it. And sometimes we find with our more younger workforces, they want to understand the why. We may or may not have the answers for why. And our leaders sometimes can struggle with that buy-in. Uh, everybody wants to know when a change happens, what's in it for me? How is this gonna impact me in some way or scale? But ultimately, how can I be of service to you? Or how can I, add value to the team and to you as my leader or manager and in return how are you going to support me here so they want to do well it's just how do we do that along the journey and when time is off the essence we're kind of uh, leaders most of the time are stuck in this uh no man's land almost where they are torn between pace and the time and the business requirements and at the same time they do genuinely want to look after their teams well-being care attention, check-ins, and so on. So how do we just make it simple for our leaders to make better decisions? And that comes sometimes with the type of questions we ask our, uh, you know, our younger workforce or younger members. They like to be coached. They do want feedback, but we tend to shy away from that out of fear of either offending or we might say something to upset them. And so we start to tread a little bit on eggshells here, but this generation isn't necessarily looking for that. They want to know, show me that you care and support me better. And if we keep it really simple to the skills that leaders today can apply, how often do we really coach, but coach with positive actions to move forward and get commitment? How often do we have adult to adult conversations? Because I see as well when I'm coaching leaders and line managers and individuals, we tend to play a bit of a role I do see quite frequently a bit of parent-child relationships throughout my career, to be fair. And it seems to be growing more because there is a massive assumption that our Generation Z employees prefer that sort of parent-child relationship at work, but that's not the case. There was a LinkedIn study a few months back where they asked, um, it was like one of those polls online where they asked the Generation Z uh, in the current context for a leader to successfully manage yourself as Generation Z, which of these five categories is absolutely crucial for you? And they gave them a list of options. Believe it or not, 52% that took that study, that took that poll, said 
What we want from our leaders is to listen to our ideas with openness, followed by very, very closely effective communication. So they're not rocket science, they're nothing that we don't already do. It just means how do we simplify things a bit better? And that's something that leaders, and I certainly do this a lot in my coaching conversations, is why do you see it as a problem? And where can we start to see some of these ideas, needs, and wants as an opportunity? And what can we also gain in return? Retention uh, and uh, loyalty. We're looking at the wrong focus. I hear quite a lot from leaders around they're not loyal anymore. And just because we had loyalty, because we had a different upbringing or it was a different economic situation, it doesn't mean that's the situation today. We are in a very different landscape and we have to accept that it is not the same. And therefore, what got us here won't necessarily get us there, which is also a brilliant book I could recommend by Marshall Goldsmith, and it's a fantastic one for leaders because um, it's all about accepting that just because I've always done it this way doesn't mean it's always the right way. And it doesn't always mean that it's going to give me the results I'm looking for, especially with our Gen Z audience. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I find that the theme that's coming out here is that to be a true change maker and create change in generations that is, first of all, to accept change, to really embrace it and see the opportunity in it. So I really appreciate what you're saying. I know it's uh, not as uh, simple as you make it sound for all the leaders out there. And indeed, I know we have a lot of leaders listening to our podcast. So I'm wondering what would be the main takeaways here? What are your tips to make it better for leaders to support their younger workforce? What what can they do? Brilliant question. And I would say my... My first tip, my best tip is go out and speak to your teams, go out and seek your Gen Z individuals, just find out what's a little bit more important to them at work. So we're always coming back to the context of how does this apply in, in what I do every day. And change is quite a big um, a, a word that has a lot of meaning and it generally for most of us generally has a bit of a fear factor because we don't know what's going to happen. We might have some idea, but we're never 100% right. And so I always say, it starts with us first. So it starts with the leader first. So it starts with the individual first. I need to understand why I'm not comfortable with it. I need to understand why I'm perceiving it as a negative thing. Where is that really coming from? And actually, how does that help me get the results or the output or the um motivation that I'm looking for in in my team or in my business area so we shift from change from change to adopting and connecting better so even just sometimes reframing the way that we say certain um or see the situation in a certain way around its change potentially it could be quite negative how does it impact me the question our leaders should ask first is how can we adopt this differently or how can we adopt it better how can we connect in a different way that maybe I haven't done before? But give it a go. And we won't know that until we have adult to adult conversations. So absolutely seek out your Gen Z individuals. Rethink and retrain in a bit more of a different concept. See it as this is a journey we are all on. 
We are not the same people we were five years ago, 10 years ago. Ask more reflective questions versus, I can tell you my opinion and that's the one I want you to go with. But understand their motivation, understand what they actually want from the team, from the manager, from the business. And then really simplify it. How can we do this in a more productive way, in a fairer way? Because I can appreciate we can't do everything and anything. But bring it back to the context that it's in. And feedback and recognition is important. So how often do we do that? Because everything is a learned behavior. So behavior breeds behavior. The more we give feedback, the more we coach, the more we listen, and the more we're just transparent, guess what? That's automatically going to happen. And when someone feels valued and they are, um, that what they do has purpose and positive influence and impact, they're going to want to be around you a lot more longer. And I'll uh, just add on to that point as well, Milena, is um, again, a great, fantastic book and a, from a podcast, actually, I was listening to a few weeks back with the author. Every leader needs followers. So how do we inspire someone to follow us? And Jen said, want to learn. They want to follow those that are aligned to their values and create good causes in the world and have positive impact in, in the teams around them and the communities. So how do we create followers to allow us to be great? And that's one last thing, reflective question I'll leave you with. I love that question. How do we create followers? It sounds like it's a lot about leading with curiosity, leading with empathy, but ultimately there's a lot of introspection that goes on there as well. I love when you said start with ourselves first. And I think that's always the case when we are seeking to create change, the change must first happen within us. And then that will inspire the changes in our culture and in the people we work with. So yes, thank you so much, Sama. Excellent tip. Excellent tip. I love it. And uh, I have one last question for you that we love to ask all of our guests. And that is, what is the one thing you know now that you wish you would have known 10 years ago? I love that question. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, what I wish I got told very early on, absolutely, is your career is never one straightforward staircase upwards. It's squiggly and it can be messy and it could be sideways it could be upwards it could be slightly backwards but ultimately there is no one clear route to your career success um be the change that you definitely want to see and be in the world today and you're in control of your career no one else is you meet people along the way and they can share opinions with you but you don't have to follow every single opinion to please because we can't please everybody. So yeah, you're in, you're in charge of your own career. You, you find those opportunities. Don't wait for someone to tell you or wait for someone to open just the door of opportunity for you. And, um, and keep going is, is definitely an advice I now really, really appreciate more than I ever did back then. But enjoy the ride as well. It's not all about how fast I can get there. So yeah. These are very wise words. It 
it, I can't help but think that uh, it's all about accepting the journey, but also accepting, like you said, that the journey is not always linear. It doesn't always look neat on paper, perfect on a CV, but it's your journey. And that's what makes it exciting. And we all know that in uncertainty lies opportunity. And we just need to learn to appreciate that and make the most of it. So I think that's an excellent tip. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you, Milan Anders. Brilliant summary. So thank you. Thank you for having um, me today. <laughs> of course. And on that note, uh, we loved having you on the podcast. I have learned so much from you. And I know our listeners have as well. So thank you again so very much. And I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Definitely. Thank you again. And I look forward to the next one. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Changemaker Conversations. Would you like to talk further about unlocking human potential and creating positive change, either one-to-one -one or on this very podcast? If so, please visit healthtf.com slash inspire. Until next time, goodbye.